Well, yesterday we heard that the US Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, was to step down from that role in November. He's held the role for almost two decades and is the longest-serving Senate leader in US history. Now, over the last few years, questions have been raised about Mr McConnell's ability to carry out his role with specific reference to his age. Mr McConnell is 82 and began his Capitol Hill career when Reagan was in the White House. But... With President Joe Biden, aged 81, and presumptive Republican nominee Donald Trump turning 78, age, of course, is in focus in the U.S. Joining us now is Politico's Josh Gerstein. Uh, Good morning, Josh. Hey, good to be with you, Corin. Yes, let's talk about that age issue, because it cannot be avoided, and it's being debated vigorously at the moment. 82 for Mitch McConnell, is that likely to, I guess pour some more uh, petrol on this uh, debate. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I mean, we do have a number of uh, senators uh, in in the U.S., as well as some members of the House who um, are in their 80s. So I don't think that uh, alone is considered uh, disqualifying. Some have stayed in office there till around 90. Uh, uh, But I think the issue with McConnell was, in addition to his age, he's had uh, several um, I guess you might describe unusual episodes where he was having press conferences and, and for lack of a better term, seemed to space out for a while um, before sort of suddenly returning or being led away by his staff. Uh, yet at other times, he's clearly completely uh, with it. And so I think that perception has uh, led to probably part of the decision that's uh, been made public just in the last few days. Right. Does he represent uh, a more moderate part, older establishment part of the Republican Party? Is it likely that this would weaken that element as opposed to, I guess, the more radical wing that seems to be asserting itself? Yeah, I I think I'm not sure if uh, you can so easily place all these people on the ideological spectrum, uh, but it's definitely the case that Mitch McConnell is sort of a closer to an old school uh, Republican. He is, in some sense, though, a more of an internationalist uh, and in the tradition of sort of a strong U.S. defense requiring the defense of U.S. allies around the world. Of course, that's an area where you know, former President Donald Trump clearly takes a, a different view, uh, what might be summarized as an America first approach that sort of would allow our allies uh, to their own devices and to the devices of others. Um, and we've seen that play out just in the last few months uh, with the debate over additional aid from the U.S. for Ukraine, where McConnell has been in favor of that, uh, but has seen uh, great difficulties with those sorts of measures on Capitol Hill, uh, partic- not as much in his chamber, the Senate, as in the House, uh, which has more frequent elections and tends to have um, you know, move more radically in either direction. And in that area, uh, Trump has a lot more influence on the House side and has uh, subverted a lot of those uh, funding efforts. His relationship with Trump clearly uh, complicated. Is this, uh, in a sense, his moving aside, is that likely to help Trump? Uh You know, I don't think his relationship with McConnell is likely to be a big factor in terms of whether uh, Trump can uh, win election back to the White House uh, this November. It it maybe takes a bit of the spotlight off of uh, Trump's disagreements with 
colleagues in the Republican uh, Party. Uh, but, you know, electorally, I don't think it's that significant. Um, it, it could mean that there are more opportunities for uh, members of Congress who are trying to push Trump's agenda uh, to to do that if uh, since, you know, McConnell until he actually leaves would be seen as weakened. But um, uh, the only battles we really expect major ones, I think, of over the next few years would be next few months, I should say, before the election would be in the area of government uh, government funding. And obviously you don't carry as big a stick as they're fond of saying up there in the Senate uh, if people know you're going to be leaving your post in a few months. So what sort of a legacy does Mitch McConnell leave then? Well, you know, Corin, one thing I cover for Politico is the Supreme Court, and I think you could definitely argue that his most significant legacy is the Supreme Court, um, the three justices that Donald Trump uh, was able to put onto that court. You can attribute two of those three justices in no small part uh, to Mitch McConnell. He's the one who, uh, when Justice Antonin Scalia died unexpectedly, held that vacancy open for basically a year while President Obama was still in office and basically delivered it to Donald Trump to fill uh, when he came into office in 2017. And he's the one who fast-tracked uh, after the death of uh, Justice Ruth Gader Ginsburg in 2020 um, Trump's ability to fill that slot as well, which uh, put on a justice named Amy Coney Barrett. And so the fact that we have a Supreme Court that's two-thirds Republican appointees and a full one-third of them appointed by former President Trump is, you know, ironically or strangely enough due to this Senate leader who oftentimes found himself so at odds with the former president. Yeah, and we're seeing that play out, aren't we? Because uh, they are going to, what, hear this immunity case, which which, which potentially will slow down any of the other uh, federal case, right? Right. We're seeing them wrestle with all kinds of Trump-related matters right at the moment. Um, His very eligibility to be on the ballot uh, for the presidency this fall, as well as aspects of, you know, at least one of the four criminal cases that the former president is, is wrangling with and potentially might have to face trial on between now and November. Thank you very much for your analysis. Uh, Much appreciated as always. That is Politico's Josh Gerstein.